Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. And we're into extra time. Hello and welcome back to the first Extra Time for 2018. I'm Barry Guy. This week the Silver Ferns appear to have some work to do to contend for gold at the Commonwealth Games. The Black Caps get a wake-up call from Pakistan. The Warriors go through the pain to get ready for the NRL season. The Crusaders' Irish connection is up and running. And is New Zealand sport in place to prevent sexual assaults? After a rough finish to 2017, the New Zealand netballers haven't started the new year with any great confidence. The Silver Ferns were beaten by England in their opening quad series game, but did bounce back to beat South Africa. This is a crucial series for all four nations, with the Commonwealth Games just over two months away. I'm joined by netball correspondent Bridget Tunnicliffe. And Bridget, how are you feeling about the new year? A little bit nervous. Um, obviously, there was that first up loss to England after um, heading into that final quarter, six ahead. Um, yeah, just sort of uh, showing again that they're they under pressure. The ferns are a little bit brittle. Um, good to see them come back with a five-goal win over South Africa this morning because South Africa are no walk in the park anymore. They've come a long way in the last couple of years, so... That's good. That was good. But the shooting accuracy today wasn't great, um, about 70, 75%. Um, so that's a bit of a concern. Um, I think I, I'm pretty nervous about the fact that we're going to meet England at the Commonwealth Games. We're in the same pool. Um, that pool match early on between England and the Silver Ferns will be critical uh, because whoever loses that game is likely to face Australia in the semi-finals. Um, so both sides will be desperate desperate to avoid that semi-final matchup. So, yeah, that's going to be a huge game. So what do you think perhaps is going wrong? Is it uh, game plan or is it individual things? I think there is uh, quite a bit of uh, that's quite a bit that's predictable about the New Zealand shooting end. Um, you know, Maria Tutaia of Falau now is, has been, you know, you know the Silver Ferns goal attack for about a decade now. And, you know, obviously she's an amazing shooter, but her approach to the circle, the way she, the, her court placement and the way she gets into position does look fairly predictable. And uh, Bailey Mears, um, what, one of the issues with Bailey Mears is her shooting volume's not particularly good. Um, when the Silver Ferns lost to England, she only put up 22 goals. And to give the Silver Ferns a fighting chance, Bailey Mears needs to be putting out probably around 30 because uh, a lot of the shooting load is being taken on by Maria, and uh, I think a better split would be uh, more desirable. Um, you know, the mid-court, obviously, we're, they're still um, finding their feet there um, with the absence of Laura Langman. Um, but I have been quite pleased with the way um, Katrina Grant and Timulisi Fakahokatao have been playing together Um she's just so quick on her feet. You can tell that she's really been um, concentrating on her fitness the last year or two. So, you know, defensively, I think we're looking pretty good. 
So what you're saying, it sort of sounds as though we can't really consider ourselves the second best team always now in the world that challenges Australia. It's a bit closer than that now? Um, it's not a foregone conclusion anymore. Um, you know, Australia... Uh, uh, Australia will be extremely wary of England as well. I mean, Australia only beat England by, I think it was about four or five goals the other night. And in fact, Australia uh, were also pushed by South Africa, only winning by four goals. So, um, I mean, that's one of the positive things. We've been complaining for years that outside of New Zealand and Australia, there's not a lot of competition. So um, with South Africa and England improving exponentially over the past few years, and also Malawi are a strong side now. So... You know, from netball world, a uh, world netball point of view, it, it's quite promising. So, can you see the Silver Ferns getting uh, perhaps a, a win over, a surprise win over Australia, and taking some confidence into the Commonwealth Games? Um, I'd say the Silver Ferns have got a small chance this um, this weekend. Um, it hasn't been that easy for Australia. Um, like I said, only holding off South Africa by four, and then um, another close game, game against England. Um, yeah, so Australia haven't been at their best. But, you know, what? if that was to happen, if we were to beat them this weekend, I think that would send the diamonds spinning again, just like after that surprise quad series win over them last year. We know what happened in the Constellation Cup series. So when you upset a diamonds team, they come back with a vengeance. So it sounds strange, but it might be better if the diamonds have a sense of security going into the Com Games. That might be our best chance there. Um, our best chance might be that element of surprise. Many thanks to Nepal correspondent Bridget Tunnicliffe. This is Extra Time. The Black Caps' 48-run thumping by Pakistan in the second T20 at Auckland's Eden Park brought to an end uh, their brilliant winning streak this summer. New Zealand had won 13 consecutive matches across all formats against the West Indies and Pakistan to that point and now go into the third and final T20 needing a win to prevent a series defeat. Captain Kane Williamson spoke to the media after the streak-breaking loss and acknowledged that the nature of professional sport meant it was going to happen at some stage. Yeah, um, yeah I suppose you can't win every game. Um, guys have been going really well. Tonight we went very good. Pakistan were outstanding. Um, came out, played really positively, put us under pressure. Um, if I'm being honest, we probably bowled a few bad balls that they certainly pounced on and gave them a lot of momentum, but credit to the way they played today. They were great with the bat, ball and in the field. Yeah, we've been waiting a while for that to come out, but you yeah, were expecting it, I guess. Yeah, we know they're a, a very good side, and um, yeah, we've played good cricket throughout, and we've had to. Uh, today we, we didn't, um, and that's what happens when you play a strong side like Pakistan. They were very positive today in, in everything they, they did. Um, and, yeah, we just we weren't that good in, in any, of, any of our areas, which is something we've prided ourselves on in the last few games, is being smart, executing well, um, and... And being good in the field as well, um, but not to mention, uh, you know, the batting. I know it was a, a tough total to chase, but we do pride ourselves again on on being smart, trying to stick to our plans. Um, today, you know, if we're being brutally honest, yeah, we just weren't that good. Change you never like to lose, but is it exciting looking forward to decider now? I guess you've been so dominant all summer. You're going to go into deciding match in the series? Yeah, um, no, it, it is exciting. Uh, we know this Pakistan side is, is very good and they certainly showed that tonight. Um, losing's not ideal, but we want to be playing the, the cricket that we have been playing and um, that'll be what we talk about today, not so much losing, just that we want to touch on a few areas that we've been doing so well and you know, it is a fine line, um, so we won't look at it too closely, but a great opportunity in the mount. Is there also any positive to take out of perhaps getting a couple of competitive hard games under your belt before 
this tri-series starts? Yeah, um, winning and losing is part of sport, so um, yeah, it's been a, a good run in terms of a, a series of wins, but um, losing, there's, there's always a lot to learn, and, and um, you know, it's important that I suppose it sets you back down, um, go back to doing the basics really well, which, yeah, to be fair, I think we've, um, we've done quite well. Um, we haven't looked at winning every game and trying to get some sort of record. That hasn't really bothered us. We just wanted to play the cricket that, that we have done. Um, today we win at our best. That's the game. Um, we want to be better next time. Black Caps captain, Kane Williamson. This is extra time. The New Zealand Warriors have been putting in the hard work as they prepare for the start of the new NRL season. The club finished 2017th, 13th on the table, the first season under coach Stephen Kearney. The pressure is now on Kearney to improve the fortunes of the club, which last made the playoffs in 2011. Kiwi forward Tohu Harris joined the club in the off-season after spending the last four years at the Melbourne Storm, including winning the title last year. He says it's good to be back in New Zealand. It's been a been a tough change, you know, going from Melbourne to to here, and um, but you know it's been made easy by all the familiar faces in the club. My first couple of years was under Alex Corvo, so yeah, it's it's been oh, I don't know how to say it without being negative, but it's you know it's tough. That's that's you know and there's no way around it. It's tough tough sessions, and you know it's it's only a positive thing for, for the team. So what's attracted you to the Warriors and what do you hope to achieve with the squad this year? Just the, a new challenge. You know, trying, to, trying to grow as a person and a player and trying to achieve something that you know, would be pretty special to achieve at this club. So that's, that's a big driving factor and something that you know, I know every single player here wants to be a part of something like that. How's the body? Obviously you had a couple of bad injuries last year. How's the body feeling? Yeah, it's it's feeling good at the moment. Still, still have to manage through them, and and we'll probably have to continue to do that throughout the whole year. But um, yeah, the, at the moment it's feeling really good, and and um, I think it's crossed it sort of continues that way. Is there any conversations about playing the bunnies in Perth We sort of want to make sure that we're timing right for the for the trials. You know, there's a lot of competition for spots and a lot of um, you know, positions up for grabs. So, you know, if you look past the trials, then you might find yourself in. You know, watching the boys run out round one, so you know, you have to sort of make sure you're training as well as you can and preparing as well as you can every day to to play your best come trial time. Tohu Harris talking to Ravinda Hunia. The Warriors open the NRL season against Souths on March 10th. The conviction of US gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser for sexually assaulting young girls who were in his care has sent shockwaves around the world. Questions are now being asked how this could have happened and why earlier calls for help were ignored. Susie Ferguson asked Sport New Zealand's Peter Miskimmon if it could happen here. Well, I guess it can happen anywhere. Uh, we've seen that here and around the world. I'd like to think it doesn't, but we certainly have an, a, a very appalling um, situation there and a timely reminder, I think, for any organisation that is working with, with youth or with athletes where people are entrusted with power um, you know, have a responsibility to make sure that the athletes and and um, participants are looked after and are safe and get the benefits from involved in sports. So we take this very seriously, and I know all of the sports sector does as well. Okay, but it is a timely reminder. I guess you you do things like credential checks and criminal record checks and all that kind of stuff anyway. In light of what has happened in the last twenty four hours in the United States on this. Are you going to go back and revisit 
and see if you need to be doing more. Yeah, look, I think, as I said to you, it is a timely reminder for all sports. I mean, sports have a responsibility. Our national sporting organisations have a responsibility of duty of care. And most of them have child protection policies within their own rules and regulations. And that starts from, you know, any official uh, a coach or volunteer getting a police vet, uh, vetting, and all the way right down through um, procedures and policies they have to, to deal with things. Uh, to ensure that people are safe, uh, even right down to training. The challenge we have in New Zealand is a, a lot of uh, volunteers, we're struggling to ensure we keep the amount of volunteers. And to go through this rigour, sometimes it's, it's a bit of a turn-off for those volunteers. But our point to, to them, one, is we need to make sure that we keep our athletes and our children safe, but also to make sure that the, 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 the caregiver or the coach that's providing is also protected and not putting themselves into vulnerable situations. Indeed, so think, indeed. But here we're talking about, or the situation in the United States was, that this was years and years and years of major institutional failure. So yes. the question to you is, how can you say that you're confident that this couldn't happen here without well, like, without like, looking at the situation and potentially a pretty significant overhaul? Yes, I'm, look, I'm not sure about an overhaul, but I do think, uh, to your point, it is, it is a, a reminder, uh, and we will be talking to the sports, to ensure that you can have all the policies and procedures in place. Uh, it's about making sure that they're adhered to. And, and that there are processes and, and, um, and um, opportunity for people to speak out. Okay, so if someone uh, does speak with. out, if someone comes forward, if a you know if a fourteen-year-old comes forward with a complaint, or a parent comes forward with a complaint, what happens? Yeah, most sports have a child protection officer within their policy. Uh, that could be a board member, or it could be a designated person with those sorts of skills. And the opportunity there is to, is to make that complaint. And then there is a series of ways in which you deal with those allegations, um, all the way right through to, if need be, getting hold of a youth child and, and, and family or, or even the police. So it's a, a multiple way in which uh, people deal with it. Have you the had situations where you've had to bring the police in? I, I, I look, I don't, I don't have any examples of that. Is that because um, you've never actually stacked one up enough to bring them in? Uh, no, it's just that I'm not a, aware of, of that situation. Um, I'm sure that it has uh, happened, but I think there are. Uh, I think there's you know so, greater awareness in society around this now. So okay, so um, you're but you're saying you're sure that the police have been brought in previously. Look, I know to look at cases like this of sexual assault in sport in New Zealand. Look, there have been examples, as there has been in other parts of uh, community, where people have preyed on uh, and found themselves in situations where they can prey on young children. But isn't uh, there a problem? Isn't there a- that has happened? Okay, isn't there a problem though that people may not speak up because they may fear retribution? Either the parents may not want to say anything because it might be taken out on the child, or the child might not speak up because, as in the case in the United States, they may not be believed. Yeah, look, I'm sure, I'm sure that happens in all areas of society, and, and that's why us talking about this today is really important. Uh, given the examples and the learnings from that situation in America is really important. And, and to your point, I think uh, you know, it, it is a, a, a reminder to all people dealing with youth, and certainly in the sports sector, that we have a, a, a duty of care to ensure that our kids get the benefit from involved in sport and recreation, but they also do that in a safe way. And, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of sports are going to be looking at their policies and ensure not only are they there, but they are being uh, you know, used appropriately.
Peter Miskimmon from Sport New Zealand, talking to Susie Ferguson. The Crusaders' new assistant coach, Irishman Ronan O'Gara, says moving to Christchurch was an opportunity he couldn't miss. O'Gara had talks with coach Scott Robertson last year before applying for the job. The former Munster, Ireland and Lions first five gave up his role at French Club Racing 92 and took a pay cut to move down under on an initial one-year deal. Ever since I was a kid, it's been a kind of a mythical club for me here. And um, I think then when I started playing with Munster, we would have looked a lot at the Crusaders in terms of their, their values and their culture. And uh, it would be similar in Ireland, I think, in that regard. And uh, then a few of them joined us. In, um, you know, I think Rua Tapoki had a big influence in Munster, huge influence. And uh, I knew all about, about this place, but I, you never thought that... It would happen so soon, you know. So I just got talking to Ray on the phone. I think there was good chemistry from the start. And I met him then in Dublin when he was on the Babas tour. And he was making his mind up, he was telling me. And then I got offered it. So I said, yeah, I'm coming. And part of the key thing for you was just to evolve as a coach, get some new experience? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm a competitor. I want to win. I need to win, I think, at this stage. It's something that's either in you or not. I, I uh, enjoy playing, but that's... A long time ago, now I'm kind of fascinated with the whole coaching side. I never thought you'd get the same buzz or even potentially a better buzz out of coaching when you can see, I suppose, your ideas rubbing off on the 15 players on the pitch. And it's hugely fulfilling and probably get that one feeling in the new camp when, when, we, when we won a final. And um, I think I'm, I'm bitten by it. I'm bitten by people trying to get the best out of themselves. And um, it's great to to give younger guys that opportunity to kind of hopefully pass on what I, what worked for me, what didn't work for me, but then coaching is so different that I think it takes years to understand the, the true values of it. Have you brought the family with you? Yeah. Was it a big decision to leave Paris? Uh, for Crusaders, no. For anything else, yeah, because there's a family side to it and my kids are fluent in French and I have to be selfish in what I want out of life, but there's also kids now and a wife that you have to take account of, and um, what was best for them would have been to kind of, I suppose, cement the French language, but uh, thankfully my wife backed me and said, yeah, I'll come with you, let's go. What do you hope to uh, learn from Scott Robertson, and are there any quirks or interesting techniques that you've picked up on? Yeah, I think he's really strong on on mindset. I've kind of been here few weeks now and uh, he's an interesting guy and the one thing in sport or in anything I think you can't beat experience you know and you have to respect the guys that are more experienced than you because they're further down the track in their learnings so um, he's been great he's been really welcoming to me and my family and he's been I mean more like a friend at the minute than, a, than my boss don't really look upon it like that either though it's kind of me hopefully adding something to his environment so um, as I said you know what I mean I'm not like looking beyond what would I do if I was the boss that's not in my head here it's kind of um, just been impressed with uh, I suppose the unity of people here New Crusaders assistant coach Ronan O'Gara that's extra time for this week follow us on Twitter at RNZ Sport I'm Barry Guy bye for now Head over 
to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.